Vincent America, uh, because these uh, great church leaders traveled across the ocean and preached the gospel here uh, as they had done in England. The background of 18th century evangelicalism was the deadness and the rationalism in the organized church uh, in that day, particularly in England. Uh, the fact of the matter is, the 18th century is the first century of modern secularism, and efforts were made to substitute for historic Christianity uh, a viewpoint called deism, where uh, there is a God, he creates the universe, uh, he is a perfect mechanic, and he sets this uh, device, this machine going, and it proceeds in a perfect fashion so that no miracles are ever necessary, it's never necessary for him to intervene, and man is to live a proper moral life, and he can do this through the created energies that are given to him. No redemption, and of course, no fall preceding a redemption, and no need for redemption since there is no fall. This kind of viewpoint infected the established church, uh, particularly the Anglican church in England, and the result of it was a deadness, a moralism being substituted for the kind of theology that had come to England in the Reformation. Wesley went out into the highways and the byways. He said, the world is my parish, and he preached the historic, biblical gospel of Jesus Christ, and people were saved in this situation. He remained an Anglican himself to his death, but by the end of his life, there were Wesleyan uh, churches formed uh, which insisted upon that emphasis on sin and redemption. And the concern with conversion, particularly, uh, was the center of that movement. Here in the Western Hemisphere, the early Methodist circuit riders went out into the frontier and they called on people to repent and to believe in the gospel and not to substitute anything for the centrality of salvation in Jesus Christ. There is no doubt about the fact that the evangelical revival in the 18th century had a tremendous effect and a tremendous positive effect on the total history of the Christian church in modern times. Just to give you one example of this, Whitfield knew Benjamin Franklin. Franklin was a deist, and Whitfield wrote letters to Franklin, and these have been preserved. Here's one of the letters of Whitfield. I find that you grow more and more famous in the learned world. As you have made a pretty considerable progress in the mysteries of electricity, I would now humbly recommend your diligent, unprejudiced pursuit and study the mystery of the new birth. It is a most important uh, and most interesting study, and when mastered, will richly answer and repay you for all your pains. One hath solemnly declared that without it we cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. You will excuse the freedom. I must have something of Christ in all my letters. I am a yet willing pilgrim for his great name's sake, and I trust a blessing attends my poor feeble labors. A perfectly superb witness. Hmm? Just like St. Paul, 
uh, becoming all things to all men, starting where Franklin is with his concern to discover new things, electricity, energy, and therefore he ought to be looking into the new birth. The evangelicalism of that day uh, was one of the great revival movements, one of the great movements reviving the Christian church and moving it forward. Another tremendous thing about evangelicalism has been that it has set itself, not just in the 18th century, but in our own time, over against theological deterioration, liberalism in theology and all that it represents. Uh, liberalism is little more than a theological vocabulary attached to secularism. Uh, the liberal doesn't really have any original ideas at all.